Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting about diet and its ability to protect us against COVID-19. Can healthy eating help you fight off the virus from hell? Here's part one. Welcome back to The Daily Dollop podcast, everybody. I hope you're having an amazing day. My name's Kate and I'm your host. I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of The Healthy Eating Hub, and the Healthy Eating Clinic. Ah, coronavirus. It's become part of our daily routine these days. Well, it certainly has for me. Each day I check the stats, um, read some articles, read some newspaper articles, read some scientific articles. I do particularly like the different pieces of research that are coming out around you know, strains and vaccinations and nutrition. I definitely prefer reading that than I do the emotionally charged conspiracy theorists pieces on the internet as well. Heck, blame the scientist in me for for preferring that. But it's certainly a can of worms, really. And there's lots of disagreement. It's quite a polarizing topic. But Regardless of what you believe about the coronavirus and the COVID-19 situation that the world is facing, there's no doubt that it's affected our lives mostly negatively and that it's really upheaved a lot of the way, yeah, that we live and work. But the thing is, you know, here in Australia, and I live in Canberra, is that we have been extremely fortunate. Our COVID numbers are super low compared to the rest of the world. Um, it's it's a very distant thing to me. I know I don't know anyone who's personally contracted the virus. So, you know, I haven't contracted the virus. I don't know firsthand what it's like to get sick with it. You know, our hospitals here in Canberra ho- haven't been overrun with it. But I do know that there's been, you know, plenty of stories coming out from other parts of the world where yeah, it's just been full on. And yeah, I did actually hear last year that I had a distant relative in Britain and just I think it was a great aunt and uncle who were elderly and contracted coronavirus and got COVID-19. And yes, they passed away within a couple of weeks of catching the virus. So that's as close as I've come to really experiencing yeah, the, uh, the direct effects of COVID on my life. Apart from that, really, it's just the lockdowns um, that Canberra had initially and things like social distancing and having to wear masks at this one point or, um, you know, creating a COVID safe plan for the business, things like that. But it's certainly something that I, I'm thinking about or reading about every single day. And I don't want to catch COVID. I don't want to get it. Mm -mm. I don't want my family to get it. And I also still worry about what could happen to my small business. Cases are increasing in Australia at the moment and we're all not fully vaccinated. And so 
you know, if COVID comes to Canberra, lockdowns are looming and I know that small businesses in Sydney and Melbourne are doing it super, super tough. And yeah, I frequently am feeling anxious about that at the moment. In fact, I've really struggled particularly this week and yeah, but I've made my plans, dotted my I's, crossed my T's, so I'm prepared and I'm ready ready to fight for the business, but also prepared to lose it if that's what the future holds. And I do today actually feel at peace with whatever happens, just focusing on what I can control and letting go of what I can't. But enough of my musings today, let's chat about research. So this topic came up because I was got a question over Instagram around COVID and nutrition and I also did a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago on you know nutrition and just general immunity and I thought you know what there's been lots of scientific research pop out on COVID obviously it's a hot topic and so lots of scientists have turned their attention to studying it particularly and I was like I wonder what emerging research is coming out around diet and whether they've been able to do some you know, observational studies around diet and COVID and things like that. I wonder what they say. So thanks to my interns, Chelsea and Neve, for the legwork on this one. But I set them to task to go and find what papers were re- have recently been published on the topic of nutrition and COVID-19. And I asked them specifically to look at research around dietary patterns. And so when I say dietary patterns, it's like your diet as a whole. It's the combination of everything that you eat and drink over a period of time. And then I also asked them to look at research on specific nutrients and um, COVID as well. So they did a really good job. I'm keen to share with you what we found. So firstly, I want to chat about terminology because I regularly get them confused when I talk about it. And as I was reading through the papers, it actually became (laughs) uh, clear to me that I just needed to get my terminology correct. So COVID-19 is the name given to the deadly respiratory disease caused by the newly emerged coronavirus. So the coronavirus is the name for the actual virus. And then COVID-19 is the disease that is caused by the virus. And so that is the key distinction there between those terms. So let's chat about nutrition and and catching COVID-19 and getting sick from that virus, the coronavirus. First things first is your at-risk groups. So the at-risk groups are the people who are at a higher risk of one, getting the disease if they come into contact with the virus And two, the the disease seems to be more severe in these populations and they are the elderly and those with a suppressed or compromised immune system. More research is also coming out that individuals living with comorbidities like diabetes, hypertension, which is high blood pressure, and other cardiovascular or cerebrovascular, so cardiovascular being heart and blood vessel disease, and cerebrovascular being brain and brain vessel disease, are also most likely to be affected in a severe way with COVID-19 compared to a healthy population. So these are your at-risk groups. Now, Just overall, there is very good research that supports the fact that poor diet lowers your immunity overall. So when we say immunity, immunity is referring basically to the capability of our bodies to fight against the attack of microbes or 
harmful substances. So microbes can include bacteria, viruses, um, other parasites, things like that. And overall population research shows that a lack of healthy food availability, poor socioeconomic conditions, so people who are living in lower socioeconomic environments, so low education, low incomes, etc. They have health complications, irregularity in physical activities, environmental pollution, all of these things accumulate together that result in poor diet quality, which then of course compromises the immune system, um, ultimately resulting in increased risk of infection by pathogens. So pathogens being bacteria or viruses or parasites, etc. So particular dietary characteristics that lead to overall poor diet quality is an inavailability of nutrient-rich foods. Or in the case of Australia, we have availability of these nutrient-rich foods, but we don't regularly consume enough of them. The second dietary characteristic is changes of dietary pattern that leads to more um, or higher intake of processed foods. So when we look at particular um, third world countries, what we're seeing now is that there's a big move away from their traditional diets, which are often typically plant-based and high in fiber, to more Western diets as ultra-processed foods make their way into these countries um, and we're seeing, you know, high energy, low nutrient intakes in these, um, you know, more developing countries as well. And we obviously it happens in the Western countries too. The third dietary characteristic is a malabsorption or maldigestion of food. So that is also going to impair your nutrient status. So if you've got some kind of gut disease or gut disorder that impairs your absorption of particular nutrients, then that can also lead to deficiency. And the fourth dietary characteristic is an excessive consumption of alcohol. When it comes to your socioeconomic characteristics, we've got low income, lack of education, and improper knowledge, attitude, and practice towards nutritious food intake. And this is a really big one because, of course, people's knowledge and attitude attitude towards food and then their subsequent behavior is a huge influencer on what their actual diet quality is going to be like on a day-to-day basis. And then that final contributor to poor diet quality is environmental problems and other issues like pollution, chronic stress, smoking and lack of physical exercise. So all of these things essentially are contributing to overall poor diet quality for the individual, which is then compromising immune systems and increasing someone's risk of infection. And that includes the coronavirus. So, but it but this information is not specific to coronavirus. This is just general information that we know about immune system function. So the immune system comprises essentially of two lines of defense. Um, And this is actually super cool. I love going back over this physiology. Um, I remember covering it in uni and absolutely loving it. So your two lines of defense is adaptive immunity and innate immunity. So innate immunity is the rapid immune response. It's nonspecific that protects the host from an invading pathogen. So there's um, what we call natural killer cells and macrophages and they're nonspecific in that they basically just attack anything that's foreign that enters the body and this is the quick and first response. 
Then we've got your adaptive immunity, which is the antigen-specific mechanism, which is basically where your body comes in contact with a bacteria or a virus and due to that exposure, it then creates antibodies to fight the bacteria and virus and that these antibodies can then stay in our system or we retain the memory to make them so that then the next time we come into contact with that bacteria or virus, we can fight it effectively because the antibodies either already exist in our bloodstream and are floating around or we retain the memory to quickly create them, which is super cool. Like the body is so cool. And it's your adaptive immunity that is essentially the basis for all vaccinations and um and how that works because basically we're in a variety of different methods exposing the body to the pathogen in a way that is um, not dangerous, giving our body the chance to create these antibodies so that then, of course, when we do come into contact with the virus or the bacteria in the future, we've already got everything we need to fight it effectively. So we either don't get the disease at all or we get a really, really mild version of the disease. And we've been, you know providing immunization against heaps of different deadly diseases over, you know, the last 40, 50 years or more. And yeah, we have essentially eradicated a lot of of dangerous diseases in many of our populations, which is super, super cool. So that's how the immune system works. Now we know from a nutrition perspective that both macro and micronutrients affect the immune system. So your macronutrients are just the name we give to your energy yielding nutrients. So the nutrients that our body breaks down to have energy to then function and move. So these are carbohydrates, fats and proteins. So they have an influence on your immune system. And then we've got your micronutrients, which micro being that we only need very small amounts of these nutrients, but they are still essential and play a really key role in our body and these micronutrients being vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and polyphenols and you know a bunch of sort of what we call phytochemicals or to help our body function at its best. So that's it for today's episode. What I'm going to cover in part two of this theory is start getting into the specifics around carbohydrates, proteins, vitamins and minerals and how they directly affect the immune system. And then finally in part three, we'll then go over specifically more about nutrition and COVID and the main nutrition recommendations for helping you keep your immune system firing on all cylinders um, and protect you against not just the coronavirus, but just getting sick overall. Thanks for tuning in. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. 
Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.